Hello, my lovely listeners. How y'all doing today? So we got a lot to talk about today. Not in an overwhelming way, just in a just an exciting. There's lots of variation today. Um, but before I get into anything, I just want to say that if at any point during this podcast it sounds like there's like torrential rain and gale force winds. Uh, that would be because there's torrential rain and gale force winds just going on right outside my window. Look, I've run out of words to describe what the weather is doing. Um, so we just won't talk about it. Let's just not talk about the weather. Yeah, let's just not talk about the weather. Other people manage to talk about the weather and it goes fine. But whenever I try to talk about the weather, I don't know. I mean, for instance, for instance, the um, elderly gentleman at the shop that I frequent. Why am I talking like that? <laughs> um, we were having our usual chatter. And he commented on the weather and said that it's a grand soft day. I didn't, and I'd never heard this phrase before. So I was like, okay, quick, what could soft mean? And I looked outside and it was like, it was like raining, but also foggy. But also there was like a little bit of sunshine. So I didn't really know what aspect of the weather he was referring to. So I just, I said, yeah, it's gorgeous. Well, I don't know why that was my response. Um, and just everyone looked at me and I, I don't know. It just... I felt really weird about it. And then today someone asked me what the weather was like down my direction and I wanted to say it was a, like a scene from a scene from that movie that was about the end of the world, but I couldn't remember whether it was called 2012 or 2013. And I didn't want to risk making a fool of myself and didn't I mean I should have just googled it. But uh instead I just picked a different movie. I said, "Oh, it looks like a scene from The Day After Tomorrow." But wasn't that movie about like snow? <laughs> like I don't know. Or, like, it wasn't about typhoons, anyway. I should have said Twister. Twister? Yeah, is that the one about the tornado? I don't know. And then I got the word uh, typhoon mixed up with typhoid. Is that is typhoid even a word? I'm talking about the disease. Look, for someone who said they didn't want to talk about the weather, I sure am talking about it a whole lot. So, on with the, on with the podcast, yeah? So, I've been uh, seeing and hearing... A lot about this new game called Flappy Bird. So for anyone out there who's a fan of Flappy Bird or just it, maybe you're playing it right now, uh, I gotta tell you, you're playing the wrong game, okay? Because I'm about to talk about a game that is like I <laughs> I don't like I don't know how to talk about it without getting emotional. It's just that amazing. Um, I don't know if it's new. I don't ever know if what I'm talking about is new or like 10 years old. That's just that's just how my information works. So the game I am speaking about is called Octodad. And the tagline of this game is Loving Father, Caring Husband, Secret Octopus. So basically the premise of the game is that you are an octopus, but no one is allowed to know that you're an octopus. So you have to go through the game uh, doing just regular everyday normal things that uh, a father and a husband would do, but you're an octopus. So for anyone who doesn't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't know what an octopus is. Um, you have a lot of legs <laughs> and maybe not the best control over these legs because they're not really legs, are they? They're more, um, t uh, I guess they're tentacles. They don't really have joints or muscles or look, there's probably some marine biologists out there who are just very upset right now at what I'm saying. My favorite part of the whole game is when um, Octodad is just about to get married, and he so he's at his uh, his own wedding, and you have to get through this wedding um, 
you know, as inconspicuously as possible. So you're in your tux and you look very dapper. This octopus, he's got um, like a yellow mustache. Like this is this is a handsome octopus. I'm not gonna lie. He's a he's just where adorable meets handsome. And really, am I talking about an octopus in this way? Yeah. He's got a a yellow mustache. Well, I suppose it's not really yellow. It's a skin color because all of his body. Well, I don't know about all of his body because he's wearing clothes. Um, but yeah, the body, the portion of his body that we can see, um, is yellow. So it's a skin colored mustache. And yeah, so you have to get through this wedding without without people realizing that you're an octopus, you know. Oh, your wife is not an octopus, just to make that clear. She's not an octopus. She's a she's a woman. But other than this game being just the most amazing thing ever, um, it's also it's deep, okay? It's just one giant metaphor. This is a quote from uh someone. <laughs> See, my my information is amazing. Uh, whether it's imposter syndrome, social anxiety, hiding something, or just feeling like sometimes you give something your best and it's not enough, Octodad taps into a deep primal fear of being something that's other and trying to hide it. Oh gosh, that makes me feel emotional. It's like someone has taken those feelings that you feel whenever. That feeling of, you know, when you're in a crowd and you just, you feel like you don't fit. Or you feel like you're just, you're just struggling with things that other people seem to be doing absolutely perfectly fine. Um, yeah, it's like someone has taken those feelings and put it into a computer game. Our octopus is kind of like spiders of the sea. Like, no, because there are spiders in the sea as well. And that's, oh, I don't even want to think about that. Like, you can literally never escape spiders. Space. Never mind. Space. But we don't know yet, do we? But I've always had this theory that, I mean, spiders are only terrifying because of the way they move. And octopuses, um, and octopuses... Am I pronouncing it right? I feel like I'm pronouncing the word octopus wrong. I don't know why. It's like the typhoon, typhoid thing. Um, but yeah, they they move kind of similarly to spiders. But like, I'm trying to think, okay, so if there's an octopus on my bed, how do I feel? Not as scared as I would if there was a, a spider on my bed. Oh, but then octopuses can hug you to death, can't they? Like, they that's, that's their thing. That's their weapon. They squeeze you until they're, yeah, no. Oh, and then there's the poisonous ink. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna change my answer. I think I'd rather a spider in my bed. So in other news, I recently got a new job as a VA, which uh, is like a PA, but it's virtual. So virtual assistant, basically. Before I go on with the story, I just want to let you know that I don't have the job anymore. I, I don't, I don't want to say I was fired. I don't really think I was fired per se. Um, the problem was, I guess the problem was that I lied when I was applying for the job and I said that I was um, an American citizen, like fully fledged, pledged to the allegiance, <laughs> living in America, breathing in America, an American, um, which um, if you know me, you'll know that I live in the middle of nowhere in Ireland. For some reason, I didn't really think it'd be a problem. It turned out to be a problem though, but not before I did a lot of work and technically earned money that I can't access um but i mean it could have been worse i could have been arrested so it's all good but it got me thinking got me thinking why did i lie i've thought about it and i think it's because you know when you sign up to anything and they say uh you know that you have to tick the box to say that you read the terms and conditions and you tick it obviously without reading the terms and conditions i kind of thought it was like that but i'm a big believer in you know creating your own opportunities. If you want to do a job and it doesn't exist, just create that job, basically. So 
I'm going to start a service called personal personal assistant. So it's like, it's, it's from the get-go, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound like it's, it's something that I should do. Uh, okay, so an example of the services that I would offer as your personal personal assistant. Let's say you're driving. It's sunny outside. The visor doesn't quite block out all of the sun. If you hire me, I'm there right next to you and I will be your visor extension using whatever, you know, my hand or whatever, a, a piece of card. Um, and I'll keep the sun from your eyes. You know, things like that. Or also, you know, breaking up with someone for you. I can do that. No problem. I can even... I'm, I'm quite good at impersonating people. Um, I've never done it before. Uh, well, I impersonated an American pretty well. No, didn't, because <laughs> it didn't work. Um, but yeah, I will break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or anything. Your wife, your husband. No. No, that's where I draw the line. Also, you know that... Um, you know all that dust at the end of, of the cereal? You know, and it's like, you don't want to eat it because it's gross, but you feel bad about throwing it out. I'll eat it for you. That's, I can absolutely do that. We can have breakfast together um, and I'll eat the dusty stuff. Uh, what else? I will be your eyes when your eyes are closed. So let's say you're asleep and you know, whenever like something falls in the middle of the night and you like, you, you jump awake and you're like, what the flip was that? You know, when I, am I going to get murdered? Um, I'll be there. To let you know, oh no, no worries. It was just a, uh, just that coat hanger there falling off your chair. Go back to sleep. It's fine. You know, I hope I'm explaining this right because it's a really amazing service that I'm offering. And like most amazing things, like Octodad, it's hard to explain. In arts and entertainment news, there's a new play coming out that I think is going to be really, really big on all the Broadways, on all the, um, on all the West Ends. Uh, it's by a new up-and-coming director, playwright, playwright slash director who also stars in the production. And it is called I Do Believe You Knew My Late Wife. And it's basically, it's a period drama. Um, I'm going to play a little excerpt. Ex excerpt. Sometimes uh, I just wonder why I do podcasts because I can't pronounce words. I do believe I knew my late wife. We were quite acquainted. Come hither, you've travelled great distance to get here. Let me show you to the chambermaid. I do believe you knew my late wife, though. We served in the war together every year. We must not speak any more. You have a great distance to travel. How exactly, if you don't mind me asking, did you know my late wife? Well, we were quite acquainted. I do believe you might have been too acquainted with my late wife. But henceforth, you must be very tired after your long journey. Chambermaid, show him to his quarters. Perhaps you and your late wife might like to join us later in the foyer. We can get more acquainted. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to stay safe and stay out of uh, all the typhoons and um, get your uh, shots for typhoid. Mm -hmm.